Hey, yo, what's happening, man? It's your partner, Fantasy Football Lord. I got my man Faraz right here for from Upper Hand Fantasy. What's going on, man? I'm doing well, man. Appreciate you having me. I appreciate you being on, man. We're going to chop it up today about these uh, new acquisitions in the NFL, whether it be from uh, the draft, trade, or free agency. And let's not even waste no time. Let's hop right into it. We'll start with the AFC West with the team that made the most noise, right? Because they had the receiver who made the most noise, Mr. Bit Chess, A.B., Antonio Brown. They also got a rookie running back, Josh Jacobs. Um, they also added Tyrell Williams at receiver, so they got a lot of new pieces that they got to put together. How do we feel about the fantasy offense? Well, I mean, I think, I think Josh Jacobs, you know, especially, you know, we just heard that Isaiah Crowell, just tore his Achilles, you know, right, which is right, terrible right. news for him. You know, I, I I always liked Corral. I thought I thought he was a, he was a good running back. Um, I, I think he never got you know a real, real fair shake at, at some opportunities right. and, and volume. And, and he always good for that one huge game per year. <laughs> it's so true. It's so every true. Time. But you know, I think Jacobs. You know, he he's pretty versatile. You know, he uh, he can catch the ball. He can run the ball. Um, right, and, right. and and you know, we've seen that John Gruden loves to throw the ball to running backs. I think. Yeah. Throughout his career, he's had running backs catch 30% of, of targets in his offense. So, you know, it's right. a big chunk. Um, now, I, I do feel like they wasn't – they weren't about to just give Josh Jacobs, like, the Saquon Barkley treatment out the gate. I didn't feel like that what they wanted to do just like here, have the keys to the backfield right now, day one. That's why Crowell was there, and they had a plan for that. I kind of feel like they could still pick up somebody, and it was just reported that uh, Beast Mode would come back if the Raiders wanted him. That's what I heard too, and you know they also just signed Doug Martin. <laughs> Believe it or not, <laughs> yeah, they, they see, did. That, that that literally might have just happened. It just happened. Now, as far as AB, <clears throat> me like I'm, and I don't think anybody is at this point. No, nobody's taking them first round. You just can't have that same pedigree right there when you're on a new team and you got to see how stuff shake out. And and we know that Derek Carr doesn't throw the deep ball like Big Ben. So I, I like A.B. as like a mid-second-round pick. Yeah, I'm with you. I, I think <clears> – <throat> excuse me. You know, I have, a, I have a little bit of a cough today, so excuse me if I, I keep doing that. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> but A.B., uh, you know, it, it's tough. You know, I, I, I hope that A.B. can get the volume. Um, you know, and that's kind of kind of what you're banking on if you're if you're paying a second round price tag for him. Uh, there yeah. might there might be a couple safe options, but you know, AB is AB. He's still, you know, yeah. probably the best wide receiver in the league. But like they're gonna get him the rock. They're gonna give it to him. They're gonna give it to him. They're and and, and John Gruden has history of of feeding his his wide receiver one, so he could still still yeah. succeed. I just you know just don't expect the same type of upside that that you know he had in uh, in Pittsburgh. Right, right. Now we'll move on. I mean, the Chargers don't really have nothing new. They got Hunter Henry coming back, who I see as a top eight tight end at when, when it's when it's the end of the day. But they pretty much got the same thing going on offense, same business as usual. People going to continue to skip over uh, Phillip Rivers and guys like me going to continue to pick them 100%. and keep winning shit. You know? <laughs> 100%. He's a great late-round quarterback. Yeah. And now the now the biggest thing is uh, the, this Chiefs thing. We don't know what's going to happen with Tyree Hill. Uh, and they drafted McCole Hartman out of Georgia, 
who's also got speed and people are quick to compare the two, but they're different. Yeah, I mean, I I do think, though, that this was a reactionary pick, and they're trying to get somebody who can can replace Tyreek Hill because of all the stuff that's going on with him. Um, But, you know, he ran 4-2-7 at the Combine. Um, you know, he's being used. He was used in college, you know, like like kind of similar to yeah, him. Yeah, he, I, I, I watch a lot of SEC football, yep. so I got to watch him. Right. I got to watch him a lot. And he and was he used was. on those end rounds, bubble screens, all that, and he obviously runs those deep routes too. Um, yeah, yeah. So I think he's someone to keep an eye on. If Tyreek Hill does get suspended, um, he's someone to keep an eye on to see, you know, oh, if he's placed he in that starting lineup. certainly be draftable. If if Tyreek Hill misses any type of time, for sure, and and we we just got to make sure that you know uh, you know what kind of role is he playing. So if if we hear some Tyreek Hill news before preseason, um, and we see you know him in, with Mahomes with the first team running around, you know moving yeah, moving yeah. Uh, behind the line before the snap and stuff like that, that means they're gonna try to use him just like Hill. Then then it's time to get to it, yeah. And and then we got <clears throat> Denver. Woo, Joe Flack. <laughs> I, I don't. I mean, they they got – Joe Flacco like throw a tight end, so that's good for the new rookie tight end, no offense, who's the more athletic one out of the two right. that got drafted from Iowa. But other than that, it ain't much to get excited about. And to be honest, I mean, they still got Phillip Lindsey, but I think they're going to try to work Royce a little bit this year. I agree with you. Um, or, um, you know, at, at least at least Royce Freeman will get uh, an opportunity – you know, to get Trump, more work because of that new coaching staff. Pump faked the hell out of everybody last season. <laughs> yeah, hell yeah, he did. Um, you know, and, and it's a good lesson to be learned when, you know, there there could be a, a potential for, uh, you know, a shared backfield. You know, you can't be drafting people in the third round, you know, when, right. when you know that there's a possibility that the, the backfield can be split. Um, and it was split yeah. between three guys. And, you know, we, we kind of saw it coming, honestly. Yeah. But as far as that, you know, good luck on any type of receivers on the Denver Broncos getting thrown to by Joe Flacco. All right, moving on to the AFC East. We got uh, Buffalo Bills and they 78 running backs. Uh, <laughs> you got uh, Frank Gore, Yeldon, uh, LaShawn McCoy, of course, and the new rookie, uh, Devin Singletary out of Florida Atlantic. Not excited about none of this Nothing on the Bills offense, one bit. Zay Jones up and down. Um, but as far as these running backs go, it just looks ugly. And I don't think – I think one of these veterans will be cut loose by week one. And then You're probably right. And, and it could be McCoy. Right. He, he, he carries a hefty price tag there. And uh, the production isn't there anymore. He was personally one of my favorites. But it's time to just give it up for, for that as far as fantasy from a fantasy standpoint goes. Right. Yeah, and, and I think Devin Singletary can become fantasy relevant, but it really it depends on, on who's still, you know, left on that team come week one. You know, we, we know that he can handle, you know, early down duties, no problem. He's versatile. He can catch the ball too, just like McCoy can. Uh, but we know that TJ Yeldon is a pass-catching specialist, um, and he could probably grab that third down role while Singletary handles early downs. But it really depends on who's still in the roster and how much they like, you know, that third back, whether it's Frank Gore. Or McCoy. Right. And regardless, they're going to have multiple backs going. I don't see anything becoming some type of a uh, bell cow situation there. And then, right. You know, we go down to Miami, sunny Miami. We got Fitz battling Josh Rosen for the quarterback spot down there. 
another uh, offense that's not too exciting. Um, Miami wants Rosen to win the battle because if he doesn't, that's just bad. That is bad. bad. And if there's any silver lining in this, there's Kenyon Drake who uh, he, he burned me good last year. I wasn't public with, with my endorsement for him, but I had him on some teams and it just was it was confusing for me every week frustration until I traded his ass off. <laughs> <laughs> I did as well for Josh Gordon. That didn't work out either. <laughs> yeah, yeah, either. <laughs> no, but you know, I I I feel you on that one because Kenyon Drake, he, he's a good player. He profiles as a three down back. Uh, and we saw that he could be very productive if he's getting given volume. So that's the question. Is he going to get that volume? Is Caleb Balaj, you know, going to come in and eat into that workload? And, and I'm guessing he will a little bit. He's uh, got to because he, he shows some sparks. He has. He has for sure. And, you know, it, it really depends on what this coaching, coaching uh, regime wants to do. And they said they're willing to give one back, you know, a workhorse role, but that back has to earn it. And they if they, 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 they feel like show, they just got to show their face. Exactly. Exactly. So, so we still got to wait and see to see what's going to come out of that backfield, but it's worth paying attention to. Now, another team I'm comparing to Oakland because they com- they they added a lot of new good pieces, but that doesn't uh, equate to success. You got to get the time and the chemistry down, and it just has to gel. That's your New York Jets. That's right. And, That's and right. Got, I mean, they got I, one I, of my favorite fantasy players, Le'Veon Bell. Talk that's about, right, man. Talk about yeah. It. I uh, <clears throat> my only concern with with uh, Le'Veon Bell <clears throat> is Adam Gase. I love Le'Veon Bell. I think he's one of the best backs in the league, the most versatile, the most patient. Um, and you know he he's not too flashy, but he gets the job done every single time. The thing is that Adam Gase is, you know, he has a history of you know sharing workloads a little bit. Even though you might think that a one running back deserves all the touches, um, and in this case we we think he deserves all the touches, but you just kind of never know. So you got to understand there's a, there's a little bit of risk baked into Le'Veon, even though he's an elite running back. I am all in on Le'Veon. I'm ready. I'm all. I'm ready to get him right now in the back half of round one. I'm ready to go because <laughs> Sam Darnold is still developing, and he's gonna heavily depend upon number twenty six <laughs> to run and catch that ball. Jay, uh, uh, Jay Crowder. And and uh, Robbie Anderson not consistent enough for me. Robbie Anderson, uh, big play slash touchdown dependent. I could see Crowder leading the team in catches. I could I see, see that. that. I could see that for some reason. For you know the short intermediate pass game that that's Crowder's game yeah. right there. I would look out for Robbie Anderson a little bit depending on what his ADP is, just because there are some talks about Adam Gase giving him a more of a full route tree. Rather him, rather than him just running that nine route, that go route. So, so, yeah. so we'll see if that happens. So, it's, you know, something to pay attention to in preseason. And then, uh, as far as Todd Montgomery, as long as he listens to his coach, when not to uh, return the kickoff, <laughs> he, he should be he should be all right. <laughs> now, That's right. now let's get to the big dogs of the AFC East, who I personally think they had the best draft. In, in in the league this year, mainly because they went up out their comfort zone and uh, got Nikhil Harry in the first round. I don't think people expected that. That That's a very unpatriot-like player, especially True. at the receiver position. Like, that's a big body go-getter for that ball right there, man. Right. 
Yeah, they had an obvious, obvious need at the wide receiver position, but I feel like they've had that <laughs> void for a long time, but they just never address it this early in drafts. But, you know, I think that, you know, even though Brady was able to get it done either way, I, I do either think way. that, you know, either way. Yeah. you know, they couldn't get, they couldn't depend on Josh Gordon, you know, and who knows what's going on with him this upcoming year. He's on the team, right? you know, but who knows if he'll be back and, for and, from and, suspension. And, and, that, and that's saying something in itself. Uh, they got Austin Safari and Jenkins, who, of course, he'll be no grunt. He'll be serviceable at best. Now, speaking of crowded backfields, uh, the, the Patriots went out and got Alabama's leading rusher from last season to, to field even more. Just when we thought Sony Michelle was going to have his breakout 2019 season, That's they right. draft Damian Harris. That's and right. I'm sure everybody's like, oh, man, not again, Patriots. Y'all don't <laughs> again. That's right. I mean, he, he's he's good between the tackles. He's a good pass protector. He doesn't fumble, you know, which is huge, you know, for Bill Belichick. Um, and it sucks for Sony Michelle's outlook, honestly. You know, I wouldn't be surprised if Harris, I, I, you know, wasn't, you know, a part of the rotation next year. I think he I, I can't I can't see a situation where he's not unless he exactly. fumbles because, you know, when they fumble, you don't see him for six weeks. <laughs> exactly. And, 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 you know, so. He can potentially but, be their short yardage back, their goal line back. He can split carries with Michelle, you know. Right. So, he he honestly, even though he it probably won't be consistent, if he's there, like, super late in drafts, like I'm talking in the teens, he might be worth the upside. Yeah. And as far as rookie receivers having fantasy impacts, it's extremely hard. It is. But, but Nikhil here is one of the three that I think can have it this year. Nikhil, right. sometimes I mess up a name and say Keneal. <laughs> I've been doing the Keneal. same thing, man. <laughs> All I know is he going to be real. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, moving along to the AFC South now, uh, Tennessee Titans, A.J. Brown, who I, I personally thought was the better of the two old Miss receivers. Um, well, definitely was the more productive uh DK Metcalf, just big physical freak, and I feel like they're trying to get something, any something, anything to help Marcus Mariota because this this is a do or die. It really year, is he's, year for him. He's hanging on by a string at this point. Yeah, and, and that's another offense where it's like Derrick Henry, you, you're gonna get him, and then Delaney Walker come back, you'll get him, and receivers. You, those are late round guy. Corey Davis was up and down, so that's. A lot of blah 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 there, so it, it's tough. It's going to be a, a really crowded wide receiver <laughs> receiver room. You got AJ Brown, Corey Davis, you got Adam Humphreys some, you know, in some, the slot. Someone's got to show their face there. Uh, Jacksonville, BD Nick. That's the nickname. I ain't gonna say <laughs> what that, I ain't gonna say what that stand for. But if you know, you know. Uh, it, he ran the offense in Philly well. I feel like they'll try to do the same thing. They try and get back to running that ball, and, and Leonard Fournette's clearly going to be picked a little later because of them, cause of them, them tough hammies. He got that's the, right. He, he he too big and swole. He got them hammies that's weak though. <laughs> well, I hope he's doing some yoga this offseason. and and if if he is, then you know I think he he's he's worth the upside. What's he, his AD, as, What's his ADP at right now? Middle of the third round. I'll take him there. I agree. Because now you're not – because if he does get hurt, you're not like, damn, I just wasted my first-round pick Exactly. 
exactly. least it's a, at least it's a third, you know. That's how you got to think about it. You know, you can't be you know you you, you can't be butthurt. You know, after last yeah. season, right, you gotta right. just right. you gotta it, just like it, it, and, and I it. feel and I feel like a lot of people will be so they'll pass, which was a good thing for everybody who's willing to take them. Right. So if you listening to this, Leonard Fournette, middle of the third, you better take his ass. <laughs> he, right. Houston Texans, uh, they they went O line first round and got a uh, Titus Howard from Alabama State. Clearly, they want to uh, shore up that line, which was horrible that first half of the season. But uh, as far as weapon goes, they got pretty much the the same. They got Will Fuller, Will Fuller to come back. Hopefully, he could stay healthy, man. I want to see right. him play a whole season and see what this office could do. Yeah, can you imagine if Will Fuller can stay healthy? Kiki QT can stay healthy. Maybe Deontay Foreman can come back healthy. I mean, man, this office it, could do some it things. It would be crazy, man. Yeah, yes, Deontay Foreman, that, that's, that, that's that sleeper right there. Don't oh, tell yeah. nobody. <laughs> <laughs> and now the Colts got another receiver I like in the draft. This is my second favorite receiver in this draft, Paris Campbell. Who I'm with I, you, man. He, he's one of the three rookie receivers I think could have some impact mainly because he could do everything early in his college career. They compared him to Percy Harvin, 4-3 guy. Um, he should be starting, right? <clears throat> I think so, and I think he'll start in the slot for them. I think, you know, yeah. either – I think it's going to be, you know, T.Y. on the outside and, and uh, you know, and uh, what's his name on the out, on the on, who came from the Panthers? Funches. I'm, I'm, going, I'm going blank right now. Funches, Funches, Funches yeah. on the outside. Oh, man, Campbell that's another one, yeah. You know what I mean? So I think Campbell has a chance of, you know, being second in targets, maybe being second in receptions to T.Y. Hilton this year because of his route tree. He gets that yak. Exactly. He gets gets that that yak. yak. Yeah, so. And then they just picked up Spencer Ware to spell Marlon Luck. And then then, uh, they'll still have Naeem Hines uh, being the pass catching running back. Exactly. So that, that that should be good. Paris Campbell, we like him. All right, and we got the last division in the AFC, the AFC North. Uh, let's go and get the smelly team out of the way, Cincinnati, and really let's just talk about the new coach, Zach Robinson, who's coming from L.A. Uh, do we think he's going to bring some of that L.A. dust with him? I mean, he, he can, you know, and, and I think, like, the Bengals were one of the teams that – Ran a lot of eleven, um, uh, you know, eleven uh-huh. formation, yep. eleven yep. personnel, and, and yeah. because of that, teams weren't stacking the box. And I think because of what Sean McVay would used to do, I think he, he could bring some of that flavor as well and continue that. So I think Joe Mixon sees less stacked boxes this year. Um, I think he gets more of a workload too. I do like Mixon, if anything, on offense. I feel like Mixon is the number one guy you want to have on that team, whereas the Years past, it would be A.J. Green, who's always injured. <laughs> For sure. And I just want to mention one thing real quick. It, you know, it, depending on the status of Gio Bernard, to keep an eye on Travion Williams. He he got Texas drafted. Texas A&M. Texas A&M. He's a guy. Yeah. He's, he's, he's a capable three-down back, and he could potentially be a handcuff. For Joe Mixon, you know, if Gio Bernard isn't around. They got him late, too. So He did. Good value. Let, let me go ahead and say that right here, right now, I'm all in on Lamar Jackson. I will have him on every team. I don't care what nobody say. Um, a lot of new pieces on, on, on that team, on that offense as well. I feel like – well, not feel like. They did in the draft 
and through free agency, try to give him everything that he needs to succeed. They got the speed receiver and Marquise Brown. Yep, they got it. Mm-hmm. Yeah, hundred percent. And and they're they're really hooking up. Go ahead. I'm sorry. They got uh Miles uh Boykin out there. You see, they even drafted another running back from Oklahoma State, Justice Hill, who's a speed type running back. I feel like they can now as far as drafting those running backs in fantasy, I don't want to hop out on the limb and just take Ingram. And this is why I feel like that well, we know they're clearly gonna be a running team. And it's going to be like that throwback Nebraska type thing, but without the wishbone and the in the veer option and stuff. They're just right. going to be shuffling running backs. You still got Gus Edwards, who who was productive. Um, the running backs scared me a little bit because I don't know what's what. Ingram just makes the most money out of all of them. Right, exactly. And you know, I I do like Ingram. You know, I still think. He's the most versatile out of the bunch. He's basically, you know, he is, you know, Gus Edwards, but except with the pass catching ability, um, right. you know, and, and a little everything, a little bit of everything. And I think he can get you, you know, 15 to 20 touches a game as the main guy. But I think there'll still be another 10 to 12 touches or so for uh, other running backs right? just because of how run heavy they're going to be. But I definitely agree with you. I'm all in Lamar Jackson next year, especially where he's going in drafts right now. Receivers, we just want to stay away from those. We don't. I agree. Because I mean, you don't want to. If Marquise Brown gets healthy, he catches one ball for a 78-yard touchdown. Like you don't want that. No, you don't. And the thing is, like this is from a football point of view, getting him and Boykins, you know, and Boykin, that's a really good thing for Lamar Jackson. It's going to help. Great thing. It's going to help him develop. And and it's good, but just it might just not be this year. Yeah. Now in uh in, in Pittsburgh we got Juju stepping up to be number one. We all love Juju. Uh, I, I feel like out of James Washington and Deontay Thompson, uh, whichever one of those guys decide to show they face first will be the one who has the more uh important fantasy value. One of right. them basically has to emerge like Juju did as a rookie. Exactly. And don't forget Dante Moncrief, too. I mean, like, it could be any of these guys, you know, and right. and and we have to pay attention to training camp, pay attention to preseason to see where Ben is going with the ball outside of Juju. Yeah, and they, they also drafted uh, Benny Snell in the sixth round, who will probably, if he does well, he'll, he'll well, they still got Jalen Samuels, so he'll probably make the roster. Not, nothing uh, crazy to worry about. Let's talk I about won't worry these. about it. Let's talk about these Browns who just they man, whoo, they all over the place, boy. Oh yeah, oh yeah. Man. I mean, they're 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 looking like a team that's ready. I'm ready as a Jets fan. I'm ready for that week two Monday Night Football showdown. I'm, I'm you know, everyone's gonna be rooting for the Browns. Nah, Obviously, you know, not me. <laughs> everyone's gonna oh. be rooting for the Browns. You know, and like I'm gonna be rooting for my guy Sam Darnold. You know, they were in the same draft, and you know he's gonna have a little bit of a chip on his shoulder in that Jets, game at Jets home. Gun- Jets going to get them this time. I think so. I think I so. I think it's a lot. You, you got a lot of you got a lot of personalities in Cleveland. A lot of people have been saying that, and I, it's just true. Like, you got a lot of shit going on there. You got the Kareem Hunt thing, the Odell. I mean, I'm still going to take Odell in the second round. Uh, right. <laughs> don't, don't get me wrong, but that comes the thing. You can't just think that every single Browns player is going to just blow up. If exactly. you feel like Odell 
and Jarvis gonna have okay seasons. Then there's like Najoku can't like Nick Chubb. He catches some passes too now. And then you got Duke Johnson who will be while he's still on the team. He's he's still there. And not to mention, man, hell, I I was hoping uh, Antonio Callaway would have a breakout year, but you know that's kind of on the back burner now because exactly. at this point it is, yeah. He he the number three receiver, but uh, whoo, man, Odell, Jarvis Landry. Yeah, I would just be careful that like all this hype doesn't make you overvalue all these guys, and I, I, I think that's the problem. Y'all can have Baker Mayfield in y'all fantasy drafts. Y'all yeah. have him. take him. Be happy with overdraft him if you want to. I'll take I think, Big Ben. Cause I think he's out. being taken in the fifth round right now. Oh, which is hell no. Nah. Way too early. Hell no. Nah. He can finish. Big, he can finish big. that early, but it's just why waste? Why bet on that? You know, it's better to bet on somebody else who's going lower who has as high of a ceiling or, or close to gonna, it. Big Ben's going to go lower just because people don't like him. And when it comes to me winning my fantasy, I'm fine with that. All right, we on to the NFC now. And, and we're going to start with the most loaded division as far as uh, new content, the NFC West. Why? Because they're the home of the number one overall draft pick in Arizona. Kyler Murray, who's clearly going to be the day one starter, he's got – the legend, Larry Fitzgerald. He's got second-year guy, Christian Kirk, and three rookie receivers to come along with him. And not to mention DJ in the backfield. However, that line's got to hold up. It's a good point, man. Uh, you know, they didn't really address it early. Um, and, you know, it's a similar offensive line. That they, can, they had some injuries, but I the guys they that got hurt. They are Sweezy. That's who they added. That's right. That's right. And, you know, he's going to help. Uh, and, and Kyler Murray is going to definitely help, you know, getting out of the pocket, avoid some of that, but he can't avoid all of it, you know, um, and he wasn't great when being pressured, but at least he won't face as many as Josh Rosen did last year. With all the young receivers, uh, three rookies and one second-year guy, I, I would advise listeners to take the wait-and-see approach and kind of see who breaks out of it because it is a lot of talent right there. Exactly. A lot I mean, of young you got talent. Andy Isabella. You got Hakeem Butler, Butler the big Larry guy. Fitzgerald, Chris, Christian Kirk. I mean, that's just that's just a crowded wide receiver room right there. And you know, it, it, who knows where that opportunity is gonna is gonna t- you know go towards. Yeah. So we kind of have to wait in training camp, listen to what the the beat reporters are saying that who Kyler Murray has a rapport with, and then wait and see and look at it in preseason to see where it'll he goes be interesting with the ball. to see how Kyler Murray does compared to what Lamar Jackson was able to do last year with the lesser arm talent because. Lamar Jackson had fantasy success because of his running ability. It'll be interesting to see what Kyler Murray, with a better arm, can 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 make that into. Yeah, and you know the, the thing is, like they're going to be in a in a pass happy offense, you know, and I I think that he's going to have a ton of opportunity. He yeah. might even have the most opportunity of any quarterback in the league next year, only because he can run the ball, he can yeah. he can extend plays, and he's going to pass the ball a ton. And so, you know, it's going to be interesting. And it'll also be starting week one. Uh, exactly. Now, something that was unexpected recently, they talking about uh, Doug Baldwin may never play again. So that that puts uh, – that that makes DK Metcalf go up, up, up. However, I'm I'm one of the guys that's uh, – like I, I, like, I like the combine and all that stuff, right? 
but like I was watching the games. I watched him at his pro day. It looked good till he started running them intermediate routes, them short routes, da 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 da. They also drafted another receiver, uh, Gary Jennings from West Virginia, he, who's who runs the whole route tree in right. in a passing offense. So I think, well, now with the Doug Baldwin news, uh, DK Metcalf, it's it's like go time for him, like right now. So he got the good thing is the Seahawks are a downfield team, right? So. Yeah, they're they're very run heavy. You know, there's not going to be as many as much opportunity. You know, he's not going to be targeted ten times a game, but he has a chance to be efficient. It might not even happen this year, so we yeah. got to be careful with that. He's still a rookie. He doesn't create too much separation. Uh, um, I don't think it'll be this year. It might not be. And Tyler Lockett, you know, he might take a little bit of a hit, but you know, he was extremely efficient in 2019. Right. We got to expect some regression there, first of all. And on top of that, they're going to add someone like like Metcalf, who they might force the ball to, you know, at times, yeah. Uh, you know, especially yeah, off that play-action pass. Remember, yeah. last year, off the play-action pass, they were only looking at Lockett down the field. Now they right. have two guys, yeah. two guys to look at. And he's a guy that you look for when the play breaks down, Russell start doing his thing. Exactly. And, you know, backyard football, San Francisco, they got my boy Tevin Coleman from Atlanta. Um, that's another crowded backfield. McKinnon will come back. They're all kind of like they all got the same skills, so I feel like they all just they all just gonna be shuffled. Um, yeah, I agree. It's and, really and, tough and to pick a guy out right now. Hand. That's right. It's tough to pick someone off that backfield right now. It's they possible. All got talent though. They all do, and it's possible that one of those guys aren't you know aren't on the team. You know, they depending on what have, they do. They also have my favorite wide receiver in this draft, and this Debo? is my pick, Debo, baby. I watched this dude for years, Debo Samuel. Now, I don't think he got much competition over there as far as wide receivers, and, and this is why I think he has a shot. Um, far and away, their best receiver is uh, George Kittle, you know. Yep. But as far as receiver and a guy who can do it all, good size, great route running, uh in, he does it in the return game, jet sweeps, intermediate routes, all this. Just he, he could he could beat press coverage, which is huge. I thought he would end up on the Patriots for some reason, right? Um, but that's a guy that I think could have some surprise fantasy fantasy impact, and he'll slip through the cracks. Not a lot, not a lot of people looking for that. Uh, they drafted Jalen Hurd, bigger receiver, but I think he's still developing. Former running right. back at Tennessee, he's got some time to go. Yeah, I could uh, I, I could see Pettis and Pettis and uh, uh, on the outside along with Goodwin and maybe Samuel starting the slot, but he's versatile versatile enough to play on the outside as well. Definitely, uh, the Rams just uh, you know getting another backup for Ty Gurley and his knee, uh, Daryl Henderson. They already got Malcolm Brown. That's about all that's uh, new in this offense. They'll get cut back. Uh, Rams, keep on rolling. Just play better than you did in the Super Bowl. <laughs> all right, man, we're going to get on to the NFC East, which uh, we'll start out with Dallas. They got a new, uh, uh, new slot receiver, Randall Cobb, who definitely is better than Cole Beasley. 
However, it, if he does come back to form, I I think that uh, people may be a little disappointed in uh, Amari Cooper fantasy wise. Yeah, it's all about availability, you know. And I don't know how how available Randall Cobb is going to be. Um, you know, I think Amari Cooper is going to be a new offense, so uh, it, it's possible that Zeke might not see you know the three hundred. You know, fifty carries that he normally right. sees on a, on a yearly basis. Well, they basis. drafted a couple of rookie running backs to back him up. Two of them. They, they did. They did yeah. because they really had no depth behind them, yeah. and they wanted Pollard, a couple of guys who were more versatile from too. Memphis and his boy <coughs> from Ohio State, Mike Weber. Right. That's right. That's right. So yeah, I mean, you know, Mario Cooper's first year, he really helped out the offense a ton, um, and I think he, he's he's a relatively safe player going going into this year. You know, with or without Cobb. Right. um, There's guys, uh, and I can't think off the top of my head, that I would take before Cooper. I've always thought that Cooper was like a top five talent at receiver. Just strictly natural-born talent. He just had to get it out. And Before last season, I actually said, hey, watch, breakout season for Derek Carr and Cooper. Well, it happened for Cooper, but he had to leave to get it. So it's true. And you know what? Like, if you look back at the film, you know, Cooper was being was pretty good at separating, you know, in Oakland. It's just that oh, he yeah. wasn't getting the ball when Derek Carr didn't feel comfortable getting him the ball. Right. And then he, he, he would drop it sometimes, too. <laughs> he yeah. would drop it sometimes. <laughs> Let's go over to Giants who made a draft pick that everybody laughing at for now. Um, Daniel Jones, uh, what he can do remains to be seen. I, I, I like Eli, so I hope he hold on forever. Uh, they, <laughs> now have, they now have Golden Tate, and uh, Golden Tate's usually a guy who's guaranteed 90 and 1,000, but I think last season showed us those days are long gone, especially <clears throat> with the new contract for Sterling Shepard, and they're hoping, you know, Ingram emerges like he was supposed to last year, but make no mistake, Saquon Barkley's going to catch or get near 100 catches again. Yeah, 100%. He will. And, you know, it's going to be tough deciding who, you know, who's going to get the largest target shares in, in, in New York, whether it's Golden Tate or, or between Golden Tate and Sterling Shepard. I think Evan Engler's going to get his regardless without OBJ. But, you know, it's going to be interesting to see. And, you know, Shepard's going to move to the outside most likely. Yeah, uh, you know, so he 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 has done that a little bit, but his primary position has been the slot, which Golden Tate is probably going to take right now. So it'll be it'll be interesting to see if Shepard can you know replicate his production. And then we got a uh, Philly who got a lot of new pieces and, and um, <laughs> D. Jacks, Jordan Howard, uh, Miles Sanders, who I think has a chance to just be a boss. Jordan 100%. Howard's got a one year contract. Uh, that one-year contract could possibly get cut in half, depending on what Miles Sanders does, right? Didn't 100%. see a lot of time behind Saquon. Soon as Saquon left, he made his presence known. Now he gets drafted in the second round into a good situation. Um, they'll split those carries. Jordan yeah, he... Howard, though, <laughs> definitely uh, after drafting him last year and putting him in my top ten, I am doing right, and he's not. He's just not as versatile, you know. Not um, as um, it's, it's, it's like it's, yeah. 
like it says what it is. He had it. He had them good early years. I guess just running straight ahead. Yeah, exactly. And, and Miles Sanders, he's somebody you know. He he is going to be his backfield at the end of the day, just because of how versatile he is. Uh, you know, there's no when you put Jordan Howard in. You know, we saw them do that with Legarrette Blunt in the past. You know, we know that Legarrette Blunt wasn't going to catch passes, but he had a right. role. So Jordan Howard is going to have his role. But I think at the end of the day, I think Sanders is going to be the guy with the most fantasy value uh, in this backfield. Yeah, definitely a guy you'd uh, want want to pick up if you're that guy that takes uh, Jordan Howard in Washington. I feel like they shouldn't even play around. Just let Dwayne Haskins start. Let him take his lumps. Um, let this young team. They're gonna lose. They're not gonna. They're not gonna win. They would no. Uh, you got guys coming back. You still got AP. Any Redskins player you pick, you're going to cringe. Name one where you could just pick with confidence. Not even Jordan Reed anymore, and that's my boy. Yeah, you can't. You, you, you really can't. Um, the Redskins drafted uh, Tyreek McLaurin, you know, who yeah. was, you know, Haskins wide receiver, uh, you know, and, you know, maybe he's the guy that he builds that – he keeps that rapport with going into the season. Uh, you know, so maybe he's a guy that you want to take a look at in PPR in your last, last, last round. You know, if, if you want a little bit, you know, like wide receiver three potential type of thing. But other than that, I mean, I wouldn't go anywhere near anybody else just because you never know. With, with guys, with guys right now, guys, I know exactly. And then you got Adrian Peterson behind them, and they also drafted a running back as well in the fourth round, Bryce Love. So it's going to yeah. be an interesting thing. He he could be something when he gets healthy, though. Yeah. All right, all right. Moving up on, moving up on the in the NFC North now. Um, Detroit and Green Bay don't have a lot of new guys, but they got some guys that they hope can be impactful. Detroit has T.J. Hawkinson. We talked about the other. Uh, <clears throat> we talked about the other Iowa tight end earlier. No offense, T.J. Hawkinson, a more complete tight end. He could do the catching and he could do the blocking. However, like we all know, it's hard for receivers and tight ends to get acclimated to this league quickly. But can he have a better start off than what Ebron had? You got to, right? I, I think so. I mean, you know, he's the thing is, like, as far as the tight end goes in the NFL, you got to be a good blocker. You know, it's 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 a big part of the game. So that's why tight ends don't mature as quickly. But if he can get rolling and he's their week one starter, he's playing all their snaps. He's gonna get the opportunity. So if he gets the opportunity, he's something you, you got to pay attention to. The only issue is that watch where his ADP is at. Um, also keep in mind that this is a run-heavy offense with Darren Bevel. You know, coming from you know he he was unemployed, but before that he was in Seattle in a run-heavy offense. So you know, coach Seattle also coached uh, Minnesota with AP. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. So. Yeah, man. Then uh, Green Bay, uh, not not many uh, new guys, but new coach. Yep. Now, uh, the, these guys, just from a football standpoint, they got to win because if they don't win and then Aaron Rodgers throws for 36 touchdowns and three picks, everybody's going to say suck. He's going to suck. <laughs> the team sucks. But right. he he doesn't suck. But they got a new coach. What do we think? Like they say, Rodgers has problems with the coaches in the past. What this young coach gonna bring? Well, I think any coach to coming in is probably gonna bring a little bit more unpredictability. 
you know, I think that their, their formations and, and their plays were very vanilla, you know, as time went on with McCarthy. So regardless of who it is, I think it's going to be a little bit of different looks and all that. And I think, you know, they'll work together to kind of create more packages and just have a bigger playbook when it comes to game day. Yeah. So I think, I think that'll help. It'll help move Devontae Adams around a little bit instead of just playing on the outside on every single play. I think they'll move him, move him into the slot, you know, and take and advantage of some matchups. They also have a new rookie tight end as well, Jay Sternberger. So they'll they'll get him in there. Yeah, he, he um, he's a good pass catching tight end, uh, but he's somebody who you know who might need to work on his blocking. So just keep an eye Minnesota, on that. Minnesota knew their weakness and they got it ASAP by getting Garrett Bradbury yep. from North Carolina State right in the middle of the offensive line. That's right. This only helps my favorite fantasy football running back, Dalvin Cook, become better. Yep. What's also going to help him is the drafting of Alex Madison, a big bruiser back who could spell him. For sure. Because um, if he comes in and – look, man, people would say, hey, fantasy football lord, what's up with Dalvin Cook? I said, well, just let that man stay on the field. Watch what he do. Exactly. Watch what he do. And, and, and you mentioned Madison. If I'm drafting Dalvin Cook, I'm drafting Madison in, in, with a late-round pick for Got sure. Because he has a little bit of upside, he 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 could catch the ball too. Um, you know, he could protect the quarterback as well. So he's somebody that you know I would definitely draft with my I last pick. I think if ball goes well, he'll have the same type of role that Latavius Murray had for right. pretty much exactly. And then they got Irv Smith, who's this you know he'll play behind Kyle Rudolph to start off um, as, as Kyle Rudolph continues to turn into Jason Witten. So. <laughs> There's that. Now let's talk about the most exciting team right now in the NSC North, uh, the Bears, because they got what I think is the best route runner, uh, Riley Ridley, um, Calvin Ridley's little brother. Yep. Uh, they got running back from Iowa State, Dave Montgomery, who's looking to come in and <clears throat> and be a beast from the jump. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. He's, he's got, a... got, got size like Jordan Howard, but much more. <laughs> That's so funny to say that, man, because, like, in my notes here, I literally say he reminds me of Jordan Howard. <laughs> the only the only issue with him is and I think Matt Nagy liked Jordan Howard too, but the only issue again with Jordan Howard is that he's not he's not versatile. He couldn't catch the ball. So David Montgomery, he can catch the ball, he could be a three down back. And I think I think this hurts Tariq Cohen a little bit, you know, because Cohen got a lot of a lot of uh opportunity 100%. last year. 100%. That I, I he might like not have Tariq got. Cohen, I it, feel like Tariq Cohen got more opportunity because of how much Jordan Howard stunk. I like 100% Howard, agree with you. It's exactly what I'm saying. If Howard was able to get it going, you might have seen a, less of Tariq Cohen, but he just could never get it going. And if Montgomery could look anything like he looks on film, then then they might have something. <clears throat> they, uh, have Mike, they got Mike Davis as well, but he'll be the third guy probably. Yep. Um, but that, I'm, I'm excited. I'm, I'm not – big on Mitch Trubisky to be honest but I'm big on what's around him and and I think they could make it work like that L- let me ask you something if you had a rookie draft today who are you drafting David Montgomery or Josh Jacobs who in their current situations right now if you had the draft today rookie draft I would have to go rookie Josh fantasy draft Jacobs. Josh Jacobs based on the fact that Crowell just got hurt an opportunity. Right, right. I can see that. I think I might go Montgomery, man. I might be crazy, 
But I think no, you're not crazy with this offense. Um, I think he he can potentially catch more balls. I mean, the Bears are better, and at, at yeah. least they've shown more recently they could be good. Right, right. I'm right. just it's close I'm though. It's super about, close. I'm just thinking about I'm thinking about Josh Jacobs, how he looked in the college football playoff. Because oh, that's yeah. when everybody really started to take notice of him. I think if Josh Jacobs was uh, on the Bears, I'd go, I'd go Josh Jacobs. <laughs> you know what I mean? It's all about yeah. opportunity. Yeah, yeah. It's, it, it's like how it's like how I feel about Mitch. Like I'm not high on him, but I I it, know he got around him. It's the system too. Then, oh yeah, Swaggy Naggy got it. <laughs> Swaggy Yo, <Maggie>. <laughs> love it. I, I I might have to get Swaggy Naggy uh trade marketed or copy. I think so, man. Swaggy. Listen, I, I'm gonna use I'm gonna use that. I'm gonna that, steal that, that from that, you. That, that, that don't worry. Just, I'll give that, I'll give you credit. That, don't worry. That that, <laughs> that was that was just sweet right there. Let me pat myself on the back real quick. I love that. Last but not least, or I don't know, maybe they're the least, but the NFC South, um, got it's Bruce Air Raid Arians, Tampa Bay Buccaneers' new head coach. Another quarterback who's have who has a do or die year, and ironically, he was in the same draft as Marcus Mariota, Jameis Crabley, Winston. Uh, <laughs> is Bruce gonna turn this dude into a to a top quarterback or what? I say no. I don't know if he'll turn back turn him into a, a, a one of the top quarterbacks. But I do think he'll be usable in fantasy, <laughs> and that's all I he, care about. He, and yeah, he's been usable in fantasy pretty much his whole career. Yeah, just not he just doesn't give you consistent performances. Right, exactly. And, and I think the thing with Jameis is that it's obvious that he has to just reduce the number of you know interceptions that he has. Um, you know, and and we've seen that in the past. Like Carson Palmer had that issue and, as well. And just turn and just turnovers all together. Exactly. Yeah, that's true. Fumbles have been a real issue as well. He has a real yeah. problem of just holding on to the football. And you know, it's interesting that Tampa Bay didn't really address their running back position. Uh, you know, because you you would in the draft you would think that. Oh my God, it was crazy. You, you, I mean, hey, you Ronald think, Jones, maybe, yeah. maybe, maybe, and. That's something you got to pay attention to. A you know? year late, maybe. <laughs> yeah, exactly. And, hey, like, you know, the old coaching staff didn't like him too much, but they're going back-to-back in the 12th round right now. Uh, you know, if you got, you feel like you got a good team, uh, pick up both because Arians has yeah. a history of just – Both you know, being Peyton Barber, Peyton Barber, and, and, Ronald, and, uh, yep. and Ronald Jones. Exactly, yeah. exactly. Right now, I mean, Peyton's Pey- a starter – but you never know. There have been some, you know, words that coming out saying that they like Ronald Jones, but who knows? Uh, you just got to yeah. pay attention. Uh, Carolina, uh, speaking of running backs, uh, I mean, they Carolina drafted one Jordan Scott from Florida, backup type. They drafted Will Greer in the third round, which this is not going to probably not going to have any fantasy implications, but it is interesting that this team picked up Will Greer, we expected him to go in and probably compete for a starting spot, but I don't know if it shows that Cam is really hurt or yeah, what. But... I mean, he did just have shoulder surgery, you know, on that throwing arm, so you never know. I mean, he, he was looking pretty bad last year uh, towards the end of the year, but he had surgery, so hopefully it might be just an insurance policy because, you know, they have a team that can compete, you know, so th- you know yes, they, they yes. might want to, you know, kind of have a quarterback who's kind of ready just in case you know, Cam can't play. Saints going to look a little different this year. They got uh, Jared Cook, who uh, 
You know, he finagled his good season last year into a contract with New Orleans. <laughs> He's in a much better situation now. Um, they also have no no Mark Ingram, so but they also didn't have him the first four weeks of uh, last season, and Kamar just went off. Yes, he did. And, and, like we thought he would. Right. And now it's going to look like that for the whole season. I don't now, know about all that. They, they, they did add Latavius Murray, so I, I, I do think I, I do think that he'll take a lot of that Ingram role. To be honest, I think I think Ingram's better than Latavius Murray. I do too. Um, um I'm, and I'm not. I don't think you could predict injuries, but if you could, I predict Latavius Murray first. To uh, I, I don't. I he will take that role, but I don't see like I feel like. I I used to never think that Kamara could get twenty touches. Now I do. Like every right. game, right? He could do it. Every, like I feel like Kamara and Ingram was like a one A and one C. If that right. makes any sense, I, I, you know, I know what, what I mean? mean? Yeah. But I feel like Latavius Murray will be there to give Kamara a breather. Now. Gotcha. That's what I I don't see. Whatever the numbers Ingram was putting up, I don't see that for Murray. Although he's capable, I just think it's because just put the ball in your best player's hand. Oh, I agree and, with that. It's just that, you know, when, when you talk about Sean Payton and his history of using running backs, I just think that, you know, that, I, think, I think Murray's there for, for a reason, you know? that That's true, man. You can't deny that. I remember them Pierre Thomas and Reggie Bush <laughs> exactly. days. And, and I'm like, well, man, just use Reggie Bush, man. <laughs> Mad as hell because of that. Um, we got ATL who got a, a old coach coming back, Dirk Cutter. Um, Matt Ryan was a slinging machine back in his uh, days when Dirk Cutter was there. Yep. Um, they they went lineman lineman in the first round, uh, back to back. So they're really making it a point to improve upon. Matt Ryan getting sacked 42 times, which was his second most in his career. And despite that, he was able to put up 35 TDs up against only seven interceptions. So um, then we – I said we. I'm I'm starting to sound like a fan now. (laughs) Guy, they got Devontae Freeman coming back, and they they also drafted uh, Quadri Allison from Pittsburgh, who I think was a good pick. Right. Because of the health concerns over Devontae Freeman, because Edo Smith's not a guy you're gonna give twenty carries ever. Right. As far as Devontae Freeman with the new line, uh with him coming back, no Tevin Coleman. Where do we where is he going right now? What's the ADP? He's going Cause early. That, cause that cause that could be a guy who slide through the cracks as well, like a Fournette. Yeah, it's true. Um He's going, you know, as low as the fourth round right now, early fourth round, late third round. Uh, for me, you know, I think the risk, you know, is is there, but fourth round value isn't too bad, honestly. The only problem with well, me that is it's going to be a run-heavy offense. It, it, I mean, I'm sorry, it's going to be a pass-heavy offense. Dirk Carter doesn't have right. good history with running backs. Um, he never had great running backs, but at the same time, Freeman's right, right. injury history kind of scares me a little bit, but the value is the value, you know what I mean? And if he's only – if it's just him and Ito, you know, going in to this year with that rookie, yeah. Um, yeah. it's tough and not it, to take him at that spot. 
Yeah, it is. So, so now I got the question for you. Fournette or Devontae Freeman late in the third? I'm going Fournette. I think he has more of an ability to hold up than Freeman does. And I know that sounds a little counterintuitive, but I do think that Fournette can get his hamstring soft tissue injuries in check. But Devontae Freeman has that MCL, PCL issue with his knee that he never took care of. He's coming off of three injuries. I'm going to agree with you there. And also, for but for a different reason. Sure. Mainly because Fournette, he's more of their offense than what Devontae Freeman is to the Falcons. Yeah, no, that's a good point. That's a good point. I mean, they're probably going to start with Fournette rather than the Falcons starting with Freeman. Yeah, 100%. Yeah. Yeah, man. So there it is. We broke it down. Um, the new acquisitions and what they're going to do this year. Stay tuned for more, folks. And by the way, you're, you, who you say your your top receiver in the league is A.B., right? Yeah, in a vacuum, my top receiver is A.B. And you know, mine's Julio Jones. <laughs> I would rather cover Antonio Brown as a corner than cover <laughs> Julio. <laughs> I might agree with you there. <laughs> hey, man, yeah. I appreciate you coming on. You know we're going to do it again. For sure, man. For sure, man. Right, man. And if, if whoever's listening to this, uh, I'm, I'm at Upper Hand Fantasy on Instagram. Uh, give yes, me a sir. follow. You know, I, I really appreciate you having me, man. Thanks a lot. Yes, sir. Appreciate you coming on, man. All right, man. It's Definitely. Fantasy Football Lord, Upper Hand Fantasy. Lord, don't lose. Holler.